Welcome to the Female Disruptors Office Hours, a podcast audio experience created for women by women. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. Each episode, I will interview females and minorities disrupting in their space. We're going to talk about how you can break through the age and gender discrimination, how women can take back your power, how you can have anything you want at any age. So let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Female Disruptors Office Hours. It is our first episode that we are recording of 2023, and I want to welcome Harriet Bratt as my guest. Hey, Harriet, how are you? Wonderful. I'm very happy to be here with you and your listeners. Yes. So I am coming in from Boca Raton, Florida today, and Harriet, I believe you're coming in from the UK, so we're covering territory here. But yeah, so I wanted to share Harriet's story and some, you know, some tips and advice as from a, for a female disruptor. Harriet is a firewalk instructor. So I don't know, like, I don't know how you can get better than that to be a disruptor and a firewalk instructor, but she is also a transformational leader. And Harriet, I'm going to let you, you know, chime in and give us a little bit more about your background. Absolutely. So, of course, I'm also an international speaker and speaker trainer, and I love to use the firewalk, glasswalk, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Essentially, experiential breakthroughs to support you to build your confidence, as I like to say, unleash your warrior within so that you can speak up and shine. Like I think a lot of people within this industry, I started doing it because In a nutshell, I found speakers that changed my life. As with everybody, I went through challenge when I was younger. If we have time, I'll tap more into that story. But I went through challenge and it left me feeling really lost, alone, doubting myself, scared to speak up, whether it was with a group of friends, in family, at school, later on at work, et cetera, et cetera. And I just kind of became my own worst enemy inside of my mind. And that led me to being in my 30s in a job that I wasn't happy in, didn't feel valued in. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know enough about you yet, Lisa, but I'm sure for you and your listeners, many people can relate to those feelings. Questioning yourself, feeling alone, not speaking up. So through my own journey of events, mentors, coaches, going through a process of healing and then acceptance and then understanding, well, what fires me up and how do I want to help? What is it that I want to be doing and serving with each day? How do I want to be creating a business? So through external support, I then went on my own journey and I just found that I loved speaking and I really wanted to give back. I wanted to support people to unleash their warrior within so that they could speak up and shine from live and virtual stages. I've heard this before and and I believe it, but it's hard to really believe it when you're going through a challenge, but that the best leaders have gone through the most challenging moments in their life and that made them the strong leader that they are. So can you talk a little bit to that point? Absolutely. I would agree with you. And I think there's also a, a level of potential for everybody I think there's people that have been through extreme challenge and extreme crisis crisis, and unfortunately may not have had the same result of coming out the other side. So whilst there is a similarity in their overcoming challenge, there's also a huge similarity in their mindset, in the attitude, the perspective, the thoughts, 
the self-talk that they chose to place upon their situation. So I really believe that no matter who you are, where you come from, and you know, there's so many different stories from Oprah Winfrey to Ed Shearing to J.K. Rowling, all of whom experience trauma, difficult circumstances. Viktor Frankl's book about experiencing Auschwitz and coming out the other side. It wasn't necessarily the challenge that, that gave them the path to becoming an amazing leader. It was the self-talk, the mindset, and the choice they made in facing that challenge and moving forwards after it. And I do believe that everybody has that potential, but not everybody has perhaps the awareness, the understanding, the knowledge, the information, the support, et cetera, et cetera, to, to really choose and then follow that path. Another thing I just learned, and I'd love to hear your feedback on, is I don't know if you've watched the Netflix documentary Stutz, and it's about this actor is interviewing his therapist. Yes, and so- yeah. And I just thought this one point that they made was, you know, there's like the three most important things and he puts it in a pyramid and like the bottom of the foundation of the pyramid is your physical self, your body, you know, how you take care of your body, sleep and diet and exercise. And then the middle one was your, the people that you surround yourself with. And then the top one is your, is you. And, and, and he said the statistic that, you know, 85% of your foundation, you know, how you take care of yourself mentally, physically, more physical, like what you eat, how much sleep you get contributes to the mindset of getting yourself, you know, being a leader or even getting yourself out of these challenging situations and getting yourself, you know, from, you know, point A to point B or let's how you said the light at the end of the tunnel. What is your take on that? I completely agree. I absolutely agree. 85% though, that's such a huge number. He said 85% of that is Excuse me, excuse me. I I forgot about your statistic in that moment. And I must admit, I was also trying to recall the name of the actors in that in that Netflix documentary because it's absolutely brilliant. And for anyone listening, it's well worth watching. In terms of that stat. And and he I, did clarify, he did say initially, like that's not the end all be all, but the in in your initial kind of like getting through a hard time, like taking care of yourself physically is 85% of the the equation. Got you. And thank you for clarifying it. I feel that it is very important, of course, but no, personally, I would say it's not, not as high as 80. I believe that our thoughts, our mindset, our self-talk would play a higher role in that experience, especially for the majority of people, for the masses, I would say. Yeah. And I mean, I think also the point was that that helps influence a positive mindset or helps also like if you don't feel good about your body or if you're not getting enough sleep, you're, you're not thinking, I mean, at least for me, like when I just, this is a, an example that I don't want to make a habit of it, but like last night I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning and I did some work from like two until four, which I would not recommend to anybody. And it does have an impact on my next day. My mindset is slightly altered and different. And maybe I get triggered by things that I wouldn't. Got you. Got you. I think again, that it comes in terms of the personality, the individual, what you're doing, what's going on within your business, whether you're at work, because I can relate to what you're doing. And also, I just want to give a shout out to Lisa and the platform she's creating with Female Disruptors. It's that outstanding mission that's incredibly important and very relevant for people around the world today. So you waking up at two o'clock and following your purpose and doing your passion 
once in a while I personally don't see that as a big issue and I notice with myself and again (laughs) but again if if you did that every day for like three months I'd be going Lisa whoa (laughs) like hold on slow down because yes absolutely the the rest side the karma side where we recharge where we re-energize where we refill our cup where we gain more inspiration and creativity that's crucial as well However, I'm with you and I found that I've absolutely had times, it might not be waking up at two, but it might be working right the way through till say three or four and then getting up at six or seven again. And I wouldn't recommend doing that all the time. Definitely not. I'm not a fan of the hustle, 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 but I am a fan of acting on inspiration. And if you have an incredible idea or you have a launch coming up, or you have a presentation, whatever it might be, and you have that burst of passion, ride that energy. You know, I know it's so super cliche, and I can't believe I'm coming out with it, but, you know, we can sleep when we're gone. Yes, sleep is important. Rest is important. But act on your inspiration and act on those energetic bursts. And I think as long as you're able to bring a degree of balance, whatever that might be in, in your, the listeners and my world, then you're all good. It's about doing what's right for you and your personality and the way in which you work. I love that. I also want to hear about what is the outcome of, you know, you're a firewalk instructor. Like I've only heard of the firewalk. I mean, I've heard of it, but I've heard of it mostly through Tony Robbins. And that's part of, you know, what he does. And I've never been to one of the experiences or watched somebody do the firewalk. So can you walk us through the firewalk and what's, what's the outcome? (laughs) Let me just light a fire and let's go for a walk together. (laughs) So funny enough, I actually did my first ever firewalk was in 2016 and it was actually with Tony Robbins. So I have to give credit that that is where, pardon the pun, but the spark for me was born. I really enjoyed it. Tony Robbins does a very highly motivated walk. It's thousands of people that he needs to get over hot coals very, very quickly. So I agree and believe that it's very powerful however what I found in the future and as I became qualified and started to run them was bringing the same high level energy but into a more day-to-day demeanor you know we don't walk through life going yes 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 every single second of every day if you're on stage, if you're in the middle of a board meeting, if you're having a deep and meaningful conversation with a loved one, if you're in the middle of a sales conversation, whatever it might be. But if that fear shows up, you're not going to suddenly start chanting and cheering and hyping yourself up. But what if you can feel the fear? I think Susan Jeffries writes an amazing book about this. Feel the fear and do it anyway. So that's where fire walking really connected for me. The speakers, the facilitators, you know, I again went through an incredible journey for myself. I also got to see other people have an amazing experience. But even more than that, and just to kind of wrap up, because I could talk about firewalking for hours. I think the reason why I truly love firewalking and what it gives to people is the deep connection to their individual potential. When we have a coach, a mentor, when we go to an event, a webinar, a course, a program. And again, I believe that these are all valuable. And when you take action, they can be incredibly effective. But when an individual crosses the fire, does a glass walk, they really feel it for themselves. There's nobody cheering them on. It's not an outside. You can't say thank you for doing that for me. Thank you for helping me. They stood in front of the fire. (laughs) it's fire you freak out it's a natural response but then 
you calm your mind, you know, I'm sure that you know many, many mindset tools, you calm your mind, you choose your state, and you consciously decide. And that decision in itself is empowering. You consciously decide, I am going to feel my fear, but walk across this fire anyway. And of course, as I sort of alluded to earlier, that then connects to your everyday life. Scared of doing a Facebook Live? You've just walked across fire, press that button. Feel a little bit of fear about having a sales conversation? You've just walked across fire. Talk about your passion. You know, it. it how we do one thing shows up in other areas of our life. So when we consciously choose to walk the fire, we consciously choose other important decisions that align with our desires in other areas of our life. So that's a great segue to talking about female disruptors and how females in general, I feel like the past year we've walked the fire in so many ways. And what do you see, like, what is your definition of a female disruptor and what do you, what advice do you give females as we move forward into the next year? I, my instant piece of advice, so I'll just come to that first that came through, especially for women in the year ahead is trust yourself. It has been a challenging time. And we are in a space where the world not only needs strong, courageous voices to speak up and stand up in whatever way that may be for you, it also needs love, kindness, compassion, empathy. And for me, and don't get me wrong, I feel that men can, of course, bring all of these qualities as well. However, I feel that the nature of female disruptors, as soon as I saw that word, I was actually connected to you through a, a mutual friend of ours, the amazing Lubna. And as soon as Lubna said the word female disruptors, just my heart lit, bells went off in my head. And for me, it was the warrior. Mm -hmm. it, it's the same thing, standing for something that you believe in and supporting others to rise with you. I've got a little saying, develop as me, rise as we. And I think women can be incredibly powerful at doing that because they're able to perhaps more naturally balance the direct, strong, courageous when they're in their power with the soft, kind, nurturing element, which I think our universe needs right now. Yes, I definitely agree. And one thing that I'd like to see change in, you know, as women move into 2023 and beyond is. I feel like a lot of women, a lot of us are on the same page of what we're trying to do, but then there's a lot of silos where, yes, we're all working for this goal, but like their women are afraid to join together and collaborate because they've maybe worked so hard in this like little circle to get, you know, the strength. But I think that like expanding out and the collaboration is really the key to, to us really moving the needle in so many different areas. What are your thoughts on that? I completely agree. I think there has to be a balance in what you're bringing to the table. So I think it's about taking total responsibility for yourself, doing your inner work, leading by example in whatever it is that you are doing or bringing to this world. However, I am very much of the belief that there isn't a competition. There's over seven and a half billion people. We're not fighting over each other. Two speaker trainers, I've put four fingers up, but I meant to just do two. I got excited and, and put both hands up. <laughs> <laughs> but there's over seven and a half billion people. 
two speaker trainers alone will attract different numbers out of those seven and a half billion. They could have exactly the same content, exactly the same program, but different personalities. So we attract who we're meant to work for, for or with and who we resonate with. So I don't believe that there's competition in that way. And I think once we, and I understand it because I felt like that on my journey at the beginning, I was quite closed and, you know, opinionated and I want to be the number one female speaker. But as I developed and as I expanded individually and started to love myself more, nurture myself more, build my confidence, trust in what I'm doing, build that belief, then I started to open up more and more and more and not only see the power in collaboration, but also the power of contribution, being able to do and help others as well in, in that way. So I can understand why people go through that. But I think absolutely collaboration, support, rising together is, is the way that we really can make not just a big impact, but a faster impact. What advice do you give to men to embrace and help elevate women into making progress? And how can men take action? jokes spring to mind but I'll remain professional <laughs> I really feel actually that the one biggest thing and it is starting to be talk, talked about is to listen to actively listen you know yes yes support yes encourage there's many ways out in the media within corporate environments with job roles even sports prizes you know we could go down all of those avenues but in a nutshell, for the masses in all areas of life, I would say, and supporting women, I would say, listen, actively listen. One of the biggest traits with men, and, it, and it's not a fault, it's a natural tendency, is they want to fix. They want to help do something. They want to take charge. And it might be from a very big ego position, or it might just be from a, oh, oh my gosh, this woman's upset, I need to fix you. So it, it generally comes from a good intention, but it leaves the woman feeling frustrated because I don't want you to fix this. I just want to be able to let how I feel out. I want to be able to share. And then I just want someone to nod, agree, support. And if I'm looking for another perspective, I'll ask a question. So it sounds really, really simple, but I think for, for many men to really support their women and any woman, it's to actively listen and support what they're sharing. I agree. I'm just going to share a couple experiences that I've had of, I think, positive, And then I think there's a lot of work to be done. So my husband was the first to purchase a ticket to female disruptors last year and this year. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and I think that that's like an action that, you know, not just your husband or your brother, but any, you know, I have a lot of men in my network because I'm in the tech industry. And so many, I get so many comments on my posts or, Lisa, this is great. Or likes, you know, like, you know what, buy a ticket and pass it on to Harriet, buy a ticket and pass it on to, you know, your fame, fame, you know, a professional, female professional in your circle, like actually take action like that. I don't mean just like buy a ticket to female disruptors, but actually take action. And then I have men, friends in my circle that I've known since childhood that like, kind of like, oh, this female disruptors thing, like Lisa's such a feminist and like, you're such a woman, hear me roar. Like, it's almost like chiding. And it's like, so to me, like insulting on my passion. And I feel like a lot of men, like, like that friend of mine actually says that to me a lot, but I think men think that in their minds, like 
it's almost like there's a lot of rehab to be done with men to help really help where women need help. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And I also would even go on a deeper level of the, the personalized way of supporting, especially when it comes to a romantic relationship. Yeah. You just mentioned what your husband does for you. And I think that's so beautiful. <laughs> Husbands, partners, go and do it. <laughs> and also, Lisa, thank you for the idea, because I haven't thought of, of sharing event tickets or anything in that way. So it's a really great idea. And anyone listening, I think you should utilize that as well. I have you heard of the love languages yes yeah I forget now the author and excuse me because I always like to give give credit to that if you're able to perhaps pop it in the comments somewhere but love languages again it's that demonstration of personalization so for example my husband brings me a, a cup of tea in just before I'm starting a Zoom or a podcast. And for me, in a similar similar way of you with your ticket, that's just so meaningful. You know, he knows I'm in the zone. He knows I've been doing things. I haven't thought about feeding or sorting myself out in that way. And he just comes in with an act of service just before I'm going on in a cup of tea. So I think especially when it comes to those more romantic relationships, find out in which ways you like to receive your acts of love, your acts of support, et cetera, et cetera, from your man, because it can make a massive, massive difference to your relationship. Definitely. And, you know, also what I would add to that, just in general, beyond your romantic relationships, just making sure that you're surrounding yourself with positive people that are in line with your value system that aren't going to take up, you know, create negative space or, you know, cause you to, you know, kind of feel taken down, but also you have to take responsibility for that too not let yourself give somebody or not give somebody else the power to take you down. But uh, it was just so funny. Like the, the, the first year that we started selling tickets for female disruptors, I remember my assistant was like, we sold a ticket. We sold our first ticket. I'm like, cool. What's the person's name? And she told, she said, Don Hempel. I'm like, oh my God, that's my husband. But that was like so sweet. You know, it's like not something that you expect either. It's not like, oh, you better buy a ticket, you know? That's what I was going to say. It's even better that you had no idea. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Give him a big high five from me tonight and say very well played. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Well, Harriet, you are definitely a female disruptor. Where can someone that's listening find out more about you? I'll put the links in the show notes for sure. So definitely go to femaledisruptors.com and you'll find the show notes with links to love language and, you know, but just rattle off some of your social networks and where we can find you, your website. Of course. And before I do, thank you so much, Lisa, for this wonderful opportunity. Amazing to be here with your listeners and absolutely encourage you to go and get involved with female disruptors, some incredible speakers sharing advice that can be absolutely life changing and transformational if you execute upon it. So definitely go and check out female disruptors event for myself. If you'd like to connect further, harrietbratt.com or most social media as Harriet Bratt. I'm mostly on Instagram. though. Awesome. Well, thank you, Harriet. Any last bits of advice? words of wisdom, famous quotes. As you say, you know, this time of year, but whenever you hear this, this podcast, trust yourself, really allow yourself to walk the path that is right for you. Trust yourself. Thank you, Harriet. Thank you for being a female disruptor and namaste. Take care, Lisa. Thank you. Hold on one sec. I'm going to stop recording. There we go. Okay. 
Thank you for joining us on the Female Disruptors Office Hours. If you want more, please check out our website at femaledisruptors.com. We are hosting the second annual Female Disruptors Virtual Summit in January 2023, and I would love to see you there, femaledisruptors.com. Thank you so much to our sponsors, The Buyer Group, Goat Social, and Social Media Pros.